Don't forget to follow us on social media for beautiful food and inspiration. Welcome to Local Love. We do the show live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. I'm your host tonight. I'm producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. I'm here with the band Steel and Hammers. Um, before we get started, uh, can one or can, can we get, uh, can you introduce yourself real quick? Hi, I'm Elise. I play keys. I'm Anton and I play drums and cello. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very nice. Can I get both of you to pull those mics a little bit closer to your faces? Yes. The, 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 the stands are, you can just manhandle that stand. There you go. Very good, very good. Thank you. So how long has Steel and Hammers been a band? Mm, 2015, I think. Yeah. would be the year. 
That's when we started podcasting. Huh. And cool. we played in San Jose. Was our first show. Oh, where did you play? Arms. Oh, Brit- <laughs> I love the Brit. That's was it. The one in downtown or the one like out in oh. uh, the Burbs? No, it was out in the Burbs near Cupertino. Oh, okay. Oh, it was in, in, Cupertino. in Cupertino. Okay, yeah. I guess there's a there's a yeah there is one in Cupertino. How'd that show go? Sorry. That that place is that place can be like kind of hit and miss if you don't it was have packed. It was packed, really. Yeah. I've I've been there where it's packed, and I've been there when it's not packed. I guess mm. it just depends. Mm-hmm. Do you I remember? Think it was who, like a Saturday or something. Oh, that that could be a big reason. Yeah, Br- the Brit's like one of the only kind of cool places in that part of Silicon Valley. Mm. There's not a lot of other cool places. There's a lot of bars, but like not a lot of bars with entertainment there. Do you remember who played with you there? <laughs> no 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 i th- was kind of um afton i think might be now defunct because i haven't heard anything from that group um they they were reaching out and grabbing a bunch of bands and putting together that was our first gig we don't play with them even if they were not defunct <laughs> yeah that was our first gig we were one of different groups and uh yeah that was uh that was the the starting point i guess mm-hmm. for our performing as, as steel and hammers yeah. yeah we played together for much longer Ooh. what would george heard ensemble when would that have started like what is the george heard 2010 2009 2009 yeah george heard ensemble is classical meets electronic yeah, we have like a chamber ensemble, but um, George Hurd is the composer, and he does a lot of electronic in the background. Yeah, it's basically an electroacoustic ensemble. So yeah. uh, it's George's music running on a laptop, and then uh, the instrumentation mostly is bass, piano, violin, viola, and cello. And that's actually how we met first. Very cool. Very so, cool. Yeah. I, Shout out to George Hurd. <laughs> I've been to a few sort of events like that. Um, I was at something at um, was it Craneway up in the East Bay where there was, I forget what DJ it was, but there was a whole orchestra with them. It was somebody huge like Oakenfold or Paul Van Dyke or somebody yeah. like that. Oh. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was amazing. Nice. It was the first time I'd ever like sat down to listen to trance music. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, yeah. it was super huh. cool. I was, you know, people. People weren't really dancing so much at that event. It was it was very different. That's cool. Have you have the were you in any other ensemble groups or similar or dissimilar bands prior to that? Well, I think so. Then we kind of formed a classical trio, a proper classical trio with a violinist friend of ours. We were playing Shostakovich, piano trio, um, Mendelssohn, Brahms. <laughs> And that was kind of the source of Anton getting on drums was I had asked him to play cello for that lovely Etta James tune at last at the gig. And that's when he piped up and told me he played drums. I don't think I had known that prior. Starting to, that. to play drums. Yeah. <laughs> Starting to play In drums. a certain way. Starting to play drum set at least. So. We have a we have kind of a joke in San Jose that there's only three drummers, so don't tell anybody that you play the drums because there's just no drummers in San Jose. Uh, okay. <laughs> hmm. How did that? And happen? they want that they want that state to remain no well, drummers. Well, I don't know. I don't know if the I don't know if the San Jose scene could use a few more drummers, but I think it's just that not a lot of people can afford a house, and you can't really uh, practice drums in an apartment very well, very no. effectively. That's true. True that. True that. <laughs> 
So your 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 musical background prior to that, were you in choir in school? Were you in band? Like, where where, where did, when did you first start doing music? Do you remember? Definitely like a, band kid. Well, I started playing piano when I was five. My brother and sister were older than me, and I was desperate to start piano lessons. And finally, the teacher let me. <laughs> Lolly Dunbar. <laughs> Starting at five is amazing. Like most most people at five don't have like any discipline whatsoever. I don't think, you know, the lessons weren't about discipline. It was really, you know, movie soundtracks and just for fun. Lolly had a lot of stories. She gave me cookie sandwiches right before the lesson. And then you left with a a candy. And if you got 10 songs, you got to pick out a candy bar. It was just all sugar. <laughs> <priming. I've laughs> but heard- I did love piano. I always loved it. This is the first time I'm hearing this, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and and cool. where did you start with music? Uh, public school. I started in middle school. I actually wanted to play the saxophone first. And uh, I was put into the beginning strings class. And the cello was the closest thing to me that resembled the saxophone and i was thinking about playing bass but it was just too big and i didn't like the violin so i went along with the cello and then um similar to elise you know we went to college and studied music got a master's degrees in music so I went the very traditional route at least went through a conservatory right school of the arts school of the yeah. arts yeah Ooh, which one north carolina unfamiliar but I'm. Yeah. <laughs> did you in in music school what what do you think was the like the primary thing that you took away from music school that had you maybe skipped it and gone gone to do music without it like what do you think you took away from music school that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise um no i think i wish i'd gone to a music high school i think what you get from that is so much exposure to the rep like you just you can't learn everything but if you're watching your peers play all the other sonatas you get a really good feel for beethoven sonatas um yeah i mean support plenty of performance opportunities and yeah, you just get to be in the reality of it, and you get to be around a bunch of other musicians. <laughs> That's that is cool. That is cool. And same question for you. What do you think you maybe took away from music school that you wouldn't have gotten had you gone to I don't know, done a liberal arts degree somewhere, and also done music while you were uh, in school? Right. Uh, I sort of did that actually. Oh, my, my undergrad is like a weird combo degree of Asian American studies and music, and then for my masters, I did music completely. But uh, music. School, my undergrad, Cal State Long Beach, was pretty solid. And I would say overall for both schools, it's just the biggest thing is just seeing what's possible and then seeing what's available. For example, in undergrad, I played in a steel drum band. And I heard about it while I was in high school. I didn't really know anything about steel drums. And then suddenly I'm going to, a, you know, Cal State Long Beach and there's a steel drum ensemble like actual steel drums from Trinidad and Tobago so that opened up a, a huge uh, avenue of music for me that I didn't really know existed prior so and I think university live music school is good for that yeah 
<clears throat> steel drums have always sounded like really cool. I've only like my experience with steel drums has generally been basically somebody busking on a fairly small steel drum. <clears throat> Probably heard steel drum ensembles like recorded, but never live. I just imagine that being in even either an open air place or like a closed auditorium and having those steel drums playing through like amplification and yeah, it's it's unreal, unreal. Just the the, the tones, the they're amazing they sound they sound there's just something so unique about steel drums and they they're not a lot of instruments that can kind of stand on their own like a like somebody with a steel drum can it's just mm-hmm. it's just harder you know if somebody's just playing the guitar or whatever guitars are great but that steel drum it's just so powerful in in the way that it, it well, can how sound many and people are in the ensemble yeah. when you're playing in trinidad uh well yeah i did a trip to trinidad a long time ago and some of the bigger bands there have about a hundred people. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they like there's like five different parts or something. Uh, usually for these bands, they play like a theme and variation tune for a competition called Panorama, and the compositions are like ten minutes long. Mm-hmm. Really wow. difficult, and everyone learns the music by ear, by rote. So, but you have like five different groups. Oh, like uh, bass or oh yeah yeah. Know. There's a full spectrum of. Well, how many um, how many parts? Yeah, there's a there's maybe like six or seven different instruments. There's okay. a bass, yeah. multiple bass voices, tenor voices, soprano, alto. Right. Yeah. I and mean, I played steel and hammers, so <laughs> that doesn't crash. <laughs> I mean, you, that's the just thinking of like a hundred steel drums. I'm just wondering how the walls of the place don't fall down. Yeah. Like just the, the like the just the absolute sonic power. Well, it is power. kind of an outdoor thing. It, it's oh, outdoors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, they they, yeah. they were worried about that too. Apparently, yeah. But it's still still amazing. It's like a loud. parade, right? Don't you have like a? Did you tell me this? There's like a truck that you yeah like, that's ride for, on. That's for carnival. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But for the competition, the bands are um, the bigger bands are like a hundred members strong. And they walk, or uh, or it's just they stand and. Uh, perform well, in one place yeah the instruments are on these large racks that get moved by a truck and then when the racks show up at this area where the, the concert is played your followers push the rack that you're on it's very like roman legionnaire or wow something. yeah it's pretty pretty badass that is that is super cool i, I couldn't imagine like just djing and having people pushing a cart that i'm on i would like, like it i would walking. like to be pretty pretty good for my ego but yeah. And you have to like keep pace with them, so you're walking and playing the drums at the same time. Like, uh, well, I kind of shuffling. I was uh, I was on a rack, so it's like people were pushing me. You yeah, that's were, what I'm talking oh, about. We're standing that's, on it. Yeah, that, that's what I yeah. want. I need yeah. that. I need that. <laughs> I yeah. need that in my life. That's super cool. Well, I want to get to some of the music that you sent us. Um, if if it's okay with you, I was going to play Moon first. Unless that you, sounds good. Yeah, that's uh, a good place. To is start. there anything you want to tell us about this song before we play it, or maybe should we rock this jam and talk about it after it's over? Yeah, let's talk about it afterwards. Very cool. Very cool. This has been this is Steel and Hammers. You're on a uh, local love, and we'll be back in like four minutes. Shining in the moonlight, basking in the night, taking in the silver, giving up the fight, letting in the starlight, sinking in the sight, spinning in the galaxy. Oh 
tell you i never i don't listen to the music before the bands come on Mm -hmm. because i just want to be surprised and that was very good we we are we're almost always pleasantly surprised we've never had any real stinkers like send us music actually i think i think if you're confident enough to send somebody your music you're far enough down whatever road you're going that it's gonna it's gonna sound pretty good Mm -hmm. that was uh that was great that was great that's our our big hit good good we're we're playing playing that one for I don't know, three years. That is not a new tune, but um, it's kind of 
reaches back. I think I must have started writing that song in like 20, well, before 2015, let's say. <laughs> and then I probably didn't finish it <coughs> until 20. I mean, when were we working with Squatta? Like a lot. We were doing 2016, 2017. So I'm a slow songwriter. <laughs> the gist of the story. You know, when we've talked to people about their songwriting process, we get a lot of what you're saying. And then sometimes people who have said that about another song, they're like, no, but this other one I wrote in a night, it just came to yeah. me like out of, out of the universe or whatever and put itself into my head. And I just had the song. Well, I think part of it is just saying like, and now I'm going to finish the song, <laughs> right? You start them and like they come in a nice flash, but you don't finish it because it's just hard to get back to it. And then once you decide and you sit down and you give yourself and you say, I'm just going to do it for 15 minutes, then I, it usually happens pretty fast. <laughs> but it's like sitting down for those 15 minutes. It's the part that takes a while. So I did a dumb host thing at the beginning and I didn't ask where people should look for you like on the internet, where to find your music and those kinds of things. Right. Um, our website is probably the best place to just get everything. But I do post, we post on Instagram pretty often. I like to post music there, videos. And that's Steel and Hammers. Yeah. Steel mm -hmm. like the the like Guns and Roses. Yeah, yeah. steel <laughs> like the uh, steel like the metal, not like the uh, not like the crime. Correct. These <laughs> these are the guts Absolutely. of the piano. Steel yeah. strings, felt hammers. And Drake in the chat asks, "What's the website?" That's steelandhammers.com. Yes. Steel like the like the metal, not like the crime. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you the primary songwriter? Yes, and. uh but we're, you know, we collaborate like a lot. For instance, that that song, I did not know what direction the drums were going to go in. That was all you. That's <laughs> one of the hardest songs to play drums on because it has a lot of odd meter, multiple meter, interesting rhythm changes. I remember woodshedding that tune a lot. Um, yeah, you wrote yourself a hard part. <laughs> well, you wrote yourself a hard part. Too, that's why <laughs> so, but it's i mean it's also one of my favorite songs to play yeah um also i try to develop most of my cello parts um and of course my awesome partner here has written uh, some cello parts too yeah. um but yeah elise is definitely the main songwriter yeah it's more of like i write my part and then i say you try something here yeah <laughs> try something with me right let's see what happens oh, yeah. yeah and we gotta flesh it out from there but like moon when i first brought it in was just the intro right and then we would just jam mm -hmm. on the second part and eventually it got finished <laughs> yeah um uh, one thing that happens is uh elise likes to take these like trips by herself this yeah um, specifically that one either either like for a weekend or or even for longer periods of time i think recently a lot of those trips have been ski related <laughs> and uh, she's going on one very soon so i'm excited because usually that means the germ of a song will yes. be happening yes the like, lyrics that's the yeah. first hurdle 
I like the, the idea lyric. that you called it like the germ of a song. That's kind of that's kind of a neat way to talk about it because germs are tiny, <laughs> and and if you're unlucky, they get big. But in your case, if you're lucky, it gets big. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's why Fully I said grown. germ. Yeah, germ. It starts small, but then woo multiplies. That that's that's cool. So I have we. Chip always asks this really cool question, and I think it's like a, a great question, and it's to both of you. If somebody gave you 10 grand that you could only spend on the Steel and Hammers project, oh. where would that 10 grand go right now? You just have to spend all of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, we definitely need to book some studio time in the near future, because there's quite a few songs that don't have... A studio recording we have like a lot of video of us playing these songs but um yeah a proper studio album would be really nice mixing and mastering i think there goes your ten thousand dollars right it's already Pro- spent right probably probably <laughs> and on your on on that note on your recordings have are you guys is this do-it-yourself recordings or are oh, you absolutely yeah mm-hmm. and uh same question to you 10 grand for you for stealing hammers I would say to piggyback on Elise that and then at least have the discussion of maybe considering a booking agent. Sure. Mm-hmm. Ooh, a booking agent. Yeah. Do you, so I, I imagine you, you both do something during the day. So do you find that booking is difficult? Do you find that it's not not that it's difficult to like get gigs or whatever, but the the networking part, the the part where you have to do the legwork. Do you find that that's difficult and sometimes annoying and frustrating? Yeah. And- I mean, I didn't get into music to sit on my computer and email people all day, right? <laughs> oh that's God. not my favorite part of any job. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a grind. That's kind of goes back to the whole music school thing. They don't tell you like, oh, by the way. In the real music world, you're going to have to do a good job of networking, however that may be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the the, the gigs won't now. just all yeah. come to you. Yeah, they yeah. won't just all find you. Going to strangers cold about anything can be difficult, even if you're an outgoing person. It's almost like going up to a stranger at a bar and talking to them, really, if you're like reaching out to a... In fact, they are a stranger who owns a bar, maybe, and then that's even a little more... <laughs> You know, the stakes are a little higher. Maybe it's not just about, can I buy you a drink? It's like, can I maybe attempt to get people to buy drinks here so that I can come back later? Uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it's, I feel like it's gotten a little easier. It's not as like a mystery to me doing that sort of thing. And that's just from a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I, where are you uh, based out of? Are you here in the South Bay or the East Bay or? I'm in the city, San Francisco. Oh, you came all the way down here from the city? I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in Redwood City. Red, oh, not not it, super, not so not far. Not as far, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when we used to call it Deadwood City because nothing yeah. was going on there. It seems like they're, right. they're doing a little bit better now, though. Redwood seems to be doing a little better. There's a couple spots where people where, like bands are playing. and I would say it's no longer Deadwood City. It's something else. I don't know what I would call it, but it's certainly not the Deadwood City that I heard from the past. And you're in the city, which is not a Deadwood city. There's so much going oh, on in yeah. San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Like, people were so worried about the pandemic, like, taking cities out. And I never see an empty street in the city. It's still hard to park anywhere you go. Yeah. No, places are full. Well, that's, I mean, nice. that's good. I, uh, San Jose 
got hit so hard. The yeah. entertainment got hit. Re- I mean, first of all, we didn't have a lot to work with here before. Um, we, I, we try not to lean too much on this because we're out of San Jose and we're trying to support the music scene. But there's no churn of like younger artists coming up here. Mm-hmm. Like it's all the same bands. And in a place like San Francisco, you might go to a show and they their drummer has to like come in the back door and then leave out the back door because the drummer's 19, <laughs> right? And it's, and we yeah. don't have that here. It's mm-hmm. unless we're just not tapped into it because we're old, yeah. like ourselves. Or the, those 19 year olds are going up to the city. Or playing, the, right? more and more of those 19 year olds are probably sitting in front of a DAW, like in front of a digital audio workstation or in front yeah. of like a, dj mm-hmm. equipment or whatever because yeah. mm-hmm. one of my pet theories is that coffee shop culture dying out sort of killed the music scene in smaller music scenes because the young people don't go meet at the coffee shop anymore because you can't go to the bar yet so people used to go meet at the local coffee shop and now the coffee shop is just people coding right mm-hmm. they're just like i don't want to go to the office yeah, today no. they should have music and coffee shops again they they, hmm. they do um hmm. But I was thinking more of the socialization. I remember when I was young, everybody was hanging out at not Starbucks, but like the independent yeah. coffee shop owned by, you know, whoever. Right. People would kind of gather there and, you know, sneak behind the coffee shop to smoke weed or whatever it was. But it was like building community. And then some of those people started joining bands. And then all the people that were hanging out at the coffee shop, once they got to be 21, were going to those band shows. Or maybe some of the, one of the people at the coffee shop was like, wait, there's 700 people that I know I'm throwing a rave. That's a whole different thing, but you're still building up community through music. And I think that it everything from like parents being afraid of like letting their kids go out and do stuff to maybe coffee shops not wanting kids there because kids don't spend money. I just feel yeah. like a lot of like youth culture kind of died in places like San Jose and like other places that are like San Jose. I'd say like Walnut Creek sort of up there in the Northeast Bay where there's kind of nothing to do except for a couple of places, but there's no churn there either. And so, you know, here in San Jose, we're stuck with like, we're not stuck with them. The bands are great, Mm. but they're, everybody's getting older and there's no, it doesn't seem like anybody's coming in and taking the place of like when bands fall off because, you know, they just, people fall off. They just, sure. I think uh, we have some, some questions from Drake. Two yeah, one about, one about, two. You're 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 very good at Twitch. <laughs> on Deadwood City. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Drake was like, "What advice would you give to musicians when it comes to marketing themselves?" Or, ooh, what are the what mistakes? Are the yeah, I can tell you one mistake is coming off thirsty. Coming, off. like coming off like desperate. Oh, is oh. a huge mistake. But I don't, otherwise I don't know how to market music. We used to throw raves and the marketing was like, there's going to be ecstasy there. Like, uh, <laughs> like, oh like, I mean, that was the, and the music is great too. Uh-huh. Like electronic music is wonderful. Dance music has always been like a thing, especially like as a gay man and queer culture has okay. always been like yeah. dance uh-huh. music. But um, maybe the question so was for you. I didn't you with the grinder. I was like, I think he just said grinder. Yeah, you can find me on grinder <laughs> if you're local. <laughs> I said that once. And, I said that once, and one of my co-hosts like was laughing for five minutes, and I was like, I'll keep that, I'll keep that. But I, the question probably wasn't for me. It was probably for the two of you. So if you yeah. guys have an answer to that question, um, mind if I go? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. If there's any magic formula, and this is going to sound a little prosaic or basic, but uh, of course, use the, I would say use obviously what's in, what's available and what other people are using and 
be very persistent. Mm-hmm. Like, be doggedly persistent. Um, because, <gasps> yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, you have to keep <laughs> bad joke coming. You got to keep grinding. So. Well, well, and yeah, no, you got to look at <laughs> the comment recently. <laughs> <So much. laughs> uh, uh, Lise, what do you think? Well, <clears throat> for someone right now, like one of the next things we need to do, which is so sad, is go on Spotify. This is, that is the only way people are listening to music now. I mean, I'm on Apple Music. I mean, I listen to music through Apple Music right now. And I certainly hope that's not the permanent state of music yeah. for the future. But that's the first question everybody asks me. What's your what's your, you know, whatever handle on Spotify? I, right? I yeah. I try to get people hip to Bandcamp and I think, you know, when we yeah. make that studio album we are going to create a, a band camp. For sure. When yeah. we Page. ask artists their favorite place to send people, they all say band camp. Yeah, yeah. Band camp's yeah, yeah. great. No, band camp they, gives they, you money. <laughs> well, yeah, you buy the song and the split is pretty good. In fact, on band camp Friday, the split, there's no split. Mm-hmm. You just right. get, I think right. there's a minor processing fee to like send you the money to PayPal or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they don't take the money. Um, it's, it's real rough. Spotify... They're not only kind of messing up things for artists, like music artists, they're sort of screwing up podcasting too in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, we don't care so much because the community around like the live streams has been like where we get a lot of our financial support. And one of our podcasts is so big that it kind of doesn't matter that we make money on it anyway. But having to rely on Spotify, like they're just, they're just, it's just such a crappy place to put your content if you're like trying. I'm not trying to get rich, but my God, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make $4 off of a hundred thousand plays. Well, like 400,000 plays. Right? right. And then yeah. get pennies. In we return. have a song by Lex, yeah. Lex, the lexicon artist. She's, she was out of Oakland. She moved to New York, but we kept her music in our library because she, she, the shit, but she was like, I can barely make a dollar off my Spotify stream is one of the lines. Mm. in her. Oh, in the song, in the song. And <laughs> yeah. then she's like, but tech can blow a million dollars on a juice machine. <laughs> And you know, it's, and it's, it's really, it's really sad to kind of see it's all, al- it would almost be better if we were in the world where it was like, you either go buy the CD or you just go download it for free on Napster and pirate it. Right. That, I yeah. think that was a better world for artists. And, mm. and that wasn't great either. I mean, that still was yeah, you unfair. Had this huge gate to get through, which was making a CD in right. the first place would have been so ridiculously expensive then. And so. Yeah, you kind of had to take the good with the bad. <laughs> I we the other the other thing and it was probably just my own stupidity. It took us a while to get on Spotify. Like their mm. their onboarding process and it might be completely different for musicians, yeah. but their onboarding process for podcasting was like kind of obtuse. Like kind of it was like some of the stuff was obfuscated. They're like here submit your the feed. Then they're like, your feed doesn't meet our requirements. And I'm like, well, where's the list of requirements? Mm, and okay. it, I don't know if that's been the same thing for musicians. I don't know how it works. To, the, no, like, I think it's kind of a pay to play situation for the musicians. You have to go through CD Baby, pretty sure. We've had problems with CD Baby too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, had, we've had CD Baby file copyright claims 
on songs we played of the artists that we were interviewing. Ha. The artist was like in wow. our like our last studio, yeah. like a so little tiny studio. They, yeah. and, and, oh, so their lawyers came after you? Well, for they, that? they, they the, the lawyer. It's like automated, right? Oh, but there's okay. no way to like. I emailed them. Like I was trying to like with CD Baby. I was like, oh, can I get? Is there a real person there? I'm like, hey, here's what we're doing. <laughs> All the music has been submitted to us. Please email the band. They're on your service. Mm-hmm. Ask them if if they and they're like, oh, you know, we're trying to monetize for the band. And I'm like, taking down my YouTube video doesn't monetize anyone. <laughs> but that's the band camp doesn't do stuff like that either though going no. back to band camp being mm-hmm. like a really good place for artists is they don't they don't pull any of that crap right. Right. no it's uh yeah it's like not the last bastion but it's it's a good place for musicians and um you'll find many like a wide variety of musicians slash artists that use Bandcamp from i guess independent artists like ourselves or or even other musicians that are assigned to like relatively healthy like labels. So it's somebody in chats like that one time at Bandcamp. I feel like they could do a marketing that one time on Bandcamp. <laughs> It'd be like a pretty funny marketing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where the bands are like that one time on Bandcamp where people bought a hundred of our songs in a day on Bandcamp Friday. Yeah. So I'm gonna let's let's rock another one of your songs. Uh I was gonna go with hold because Squad of B sounds familiar. Who's Squad of B? He is one half of the duo Main Attractions, which we were really, really lucky to work with him. And um, we recorded three songs um, in the studio. So this one actually was recorded in a studio. It's just never been mixed and mastered or any of that jazz. Shout out to Squada. Yeah. I'm going to see him tomorrow. <laughs> Well, this is, which I'm looking forward to. This is Hold by Steel and Hammers featuring Squad B, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. And then we're going to attempt to do a live performance All by right. Steel and Hammers yeah, yeah. in the chat. Not right after this song. We're going to talk some more. I'm okay. going to pour another drink, and uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll acquire a cat. Maybe I'll like beg a cat to come out and, and cuddle with you guys. Uh, we'll be right back. This is Local Love, everybody. <laughs> about with a connection deeper than we know time is inverted with you time is worth it cause you got a purpose and you my you worth it like a drug i can't breathe without you beside me everything's perfect when i had these things hands being held and trans my smell my heart in a clutch and i cannot rebel shot to the sky when i'm lost in your eyes cause you got a hold and i'm loving it yo
will unfold where we stay, where we go. Learning the ins and the outs, what living's about, with a connection deeper than you know. Time is inverted with you, time is worth it, cause you got a purpose and you mind you worth it. Like a drug, I can't breathe without you besides me. Everything's perfect when I had these things. Hands being held and transpired your smell. My heart in the clutch and I cannot rebel. I'm shot to the sky when I'm lost in your eyes. Cause you got a hold and I'm loving you. All right, we have a star wipe, and that was Steel and Hammers featuring Squad of B. That was Hold. That was it was very cool. It was very cool. I heard the I heard a couple tempo changes in that song, which is That's right. We get meter a lot, changes as well. We get yeah. a lot of we get a lot of punk bands in here where there there may may or may not even be like a consistent tempo, much less any <laughs> attempted at a tempo change. But I love that shit anyway. But it's like it's a very cool, very cool. Um, yeah. So, be, we're gonna probably play one more of your songs, and then we're gonna a, attempt a, a live performance here. And by attempt, the limitation will be uh, my ability as a uh, live performance producer, not your ability as oh, musicians. Well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Although we've done pretty well, all things considered. Sweet Highest <laughs> sounded so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got lucky though, because they're fucking Nahal is magic. You, you're probably magic too. So what I. We were, you were kind of talking about, well, you were actually talking about a studio off mic. What, what studio? You're going to a studio tomorrow. I heard that someone, someone yeah. very important had recorded at this studio. Oh, oh, okay. Well, originally, Hold was recorded in mm, 2017, 2018, something like that. Yeah, at uh, different first studios in the mission. Mm-hmm. Where? Where, yeah. So, you know, when you, when you have the opportunity to go to a, a studio, you're, of course, the stu- the place will show who's been there, and that's always a treat for me. So I remember walking around, and I was like, oh, Toro Imoa recorded one of his albums here that I really love. And then, oh, Herbie Hancock recorded Headhunters that, here. That's somebody I know about, and I'm not even, I'm probably not even into the kind of, I don't even know what kind of music Herbie Hancock is, but I know that that's a very <laughs> famous and influential person. Yeah, definitely. For yeah. like many different genres of music. Yeah. And I think the story that I read is that he was trying to figure out which studio to record at, and Different Fur had the equipment that he needed for Headhunters, and that's why he chose that particular studio mm, yeah something like that yeah so. so nice it was great it was a great day yeah um, that was fun that was a fun session I, I remember that pretty well i also liked was it london bridge that's what it was called up in seattle right, right so london bridge. We're, gonna, we're gonna shout out another group that we played in <laughs> called the uh, redwood tango ensemble shout out to another charlie tango yes like tango music yeah yeah, yeah. Charles oh my God, I, love, I love that shit. Like I, I'm a, I, I, I spin dance music, so like tango and merengue and like all, like the influence from, the influence from South American music from Mexico, music from Central America yeah. is like all over what I'm playing. <laughs> nice. Like right. and it's 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 tango. Oh my God, we should. Yeah, we should all go to a should go to a tango event. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how to tango. It'd we'll be pretty be funny. Playing there. Yeah, we're playing one. Yeah. <laughs> the, people, the people, the people who watch this channel would love a video of me learning how to tango. They'd be ah. like, 
It's, yeah. No, it's rather complicated as a dance form and yeah. a music form. Yeah. <laughs> Equally. <laughs> the chat they're like seriously dave you don't know herbie hancock sorry everybody <laughs> sorry everybody i went from kurt cobain to being a trans dj i just like yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like basic is that what it is basic yeah nah that, well i'm not saying you are but that's the word baby <laughs> um going back to london bridge studio where we recorded an album with a, a tango ensemble we were in a recording specifically um our friend's music who was the is the composer of the group? Uh, it was up in Seattle, and and you'll dig this. So London Bridge Studios is where a lot of the grunge bands of the early '90s recorded their stuff. So I think Ten Pearl Jam's Ten was recorded there. Uh, some Alice in Chains albums were recorded there. Yeah. Um, what's that band that you like with the foxes? Fleet Foxes was also yeah. They also <laughs> well, who's recorded that, who's there. that producer, the the fucking per- producer who produced all of that music. I forget his name. Was uh, he out of that studio? Like, there's a guy who was he was the producer credit on like every big grunge album, and his name is escaping me right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, was Temple of the Dog? Did they record Temple of you know, the Dog there? May- maybe somebody, yeah, maybe somebody. Is su- Drake is suggesting that no, the people, yeah. the the. the the people who are in this chatter of our age cohort twitch is a young age cohort we're like we're gonna come here and reach the youths no all the angry gen xers just hang out in our channel actually (laughs) yes speaking of which one of the people in our band um is she's she at the time she was in her late 20s and then another violinist in the group who's in his early 30s i was looking at the albums and like check those records out yeah friends and they're like huh huh what's a record what who are, what are these bands? And I was like, oh man. I thought they were going to ask right. what a record Youngins. was. Youngins. Youngins. <gasps> uh, that's okay. That's so okay. Be, before we before we switch on over and, and, and do a live set, what's the coolest venue you've ever played at? Where, 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 where would you like to go back to play again? As us? As us? Or any yeah. venue that yeah. I've ever played we'll, we'll, at we'll, any point? We'll, we'll start with as the two of you, and then we'll expand it out to other projects you've been Where in. Where would we want to go back? Where would we want to go back to? Well, we played at Amato's on yeah, Valencia. I would, I would like to go back there. And, you know, it's not a um, big room, but it's definitely a really great vibe. And we just went and saw one of our heroes play Lara, there as well. Larilyn. Larilyn. Oh, yeah. Check her out from Nashville. Um, yeah, so if you don't know Amados on Valencia and you're ever in the city, you should go check it out. Um, they have music in the bo- in the basement and music in the top as well. Right? Yeah. Um, I would like to play there and then I think this is impossible, but one situation that would be amazing to recreate is... Uh, the gig that we played with Squatta in Oakland <laughs> through Afton, where I was so pissed off because the Afton group, well, they, they were they were kind of tough to deal with, but it ended up being one of the most fun gigs I've ever played. It was great. So to have that experience again, somehow, you know, and when we were just in the future, yeah, no, they they shifted us to like a funky entryway. For some reason. Yeah, and there were all these bands that were going to play, and some left because they were so angry, but we ended up staying, and we played for the other bands, essentially, and it was awesome uh, because we got feedback from other musicians, and that's always, to me, such a huge compliment when uh, someone who plays music thinks that what what I'm doing or what we're doing 
it's working for them. Like it makes them happy. That's that's a well, huge compliment. Well, we also have the star power of Squatta, who yeah. um, knows how to manage a crowd. Yeah. And um, we'd played like two songs first without him. And we knew, obviously, that he was going to come join us. But the audience had no idea we were going to have this guest rapper. And he just kind of waltzes up to the mic and everybody's, what's going on? With and a skateboard, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, he skated Did off. Did he skate in? Yeah, yeah. I think he like I mean, rolled up on a skateboard. Why would skate in? <laughs> yeah. That was dope. Cool. So maybe we'll broaden it out and not ask like for other acts you've been. Where would you love to play? Love like to where? Play. And we'll we'll leave off like the Oakland Coliseum or whatever. Let's let's like leave off the big arenas. But like, where are the kind of? And we'll maybe we'll keep it in the Bay Area. Where are like the famous music places in the Bay Area where where the two of you would love to play? You know more venues in San Francisco than me. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be in San wouldn't Francisco. Wouldn't it be great to play the independent one day? There you go. I was a place like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love to play the independent. I mean, if the Fillmore called, we'd play the Fillmore. Right, exactly. <laughs> the Fillmore's right on the cusp of like too big for the question. But yeah, the Fillmore's <laughs> a cool place. I also want to say something too, that um, a big part of our identity as a group is playing music for, not just for shows, but also for people who are eating and drinking. We We take part of our inspiration from this duo called Marty and Elaine and they mm. played at this great place in Los Angeles called the Dresden. Uh, so we definitely have a little bit of the cocktail lounge lizard blood mm. mm -hmm. in our system. And yeah, that's cool. we love, we love playing events in places like that where people are listening, but they're also having a good time and imbibing their cocktails or whatnot. Those yeah. are, those are dinner those are experiences. Show. Well, speaking of like community, like my short term, idea is just to get a nice monthly residency at a place like Amato's um, or something of that vein and just have a nice rotating cast of musicians, yeah. guesting. Mm -hmm. um, Guest collaborators. Yeah. And just to know like, oh, third Thursday, there's going to be music and have, you know, whatever your community is. Hopefully 150 people big. Of course, they can't all be there every show, but then they bring some friends. That's, that's short term. Yeah. Um, our goals. You know, like I come from a, like a different scene. I haven't, I haven't like been playing out regularly in a long time, but the last time I had, I had a residency, it was pretty cool. Um, a lot, my last residency was at Big Heart City in San Francisco. I don't know if you remember that spot. Mm -hmm. Maybe and if you've moved here from elsewhere, it was a long time ago, but it was great until it wasn't. And the reason it it became not great was because it became routine. And I, I, <clears throat> that, and it might just be that now that I'm 45, that routine would be great because big heart city, it held 700, a thousand people, maybe 1200 people with fire marshal didn't show up. Right. Well, and mm -hmm. You know, we'd have it about two thirds of the way packed every every first Friday. Nice, but it became it became routine. It, I don't, I, and maybe it's just that I was like twenty seven or twenty eight when that was happening, and it 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 wasn't good because I feel like if I went to a place where there were, you know, six hundred people yeah, no, watching me play every first like, Friday now, oh my god, I'd be so happy. 
Okay, I mean, like, yeah. You're giving me money for but, like one? five years of that. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, not but sustainable. It was, it was about two years <laughs> when mm-hmm. I started to like. It wasn't just that I was having a problem like with it being routine, but I was having a problem booking mm-hmm. because they're like, "Oh, you want me to play at this this thing again?" Mm-hmm. They're like, "Let me know when you're doing something new or interesting." And I was like, "You know, uh, fuck you." <laughs> and then I burned a lot of bridges actually because I was younger and I wasn't like. Uh, you know, my ego was like, well, you don't fuck you. No. So like a, a, a residency is actually really hard. But I think that the, the thing about a residency is I feel like a residency is for someone experienced, someone who's willing to deal with the bullshit of a residency. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, basically you shouldn't give a residency to anybody under 30. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're good in that department. Yeah. That's the kind of ageism people come here for. We're good in that department. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll go with one more weird, sort of nonsensical question before we uh, before we do before we let you guys play. I'll I'll try to I'll try to find a cat too that'll come in and hang out while you guys play. <laughs> um, is there a city somewhere in the world that you would like to play? Mm. Um. <laughs> If we're going to go outside of the U.S. Oh, please do. I don't know. Maybe one of my other inspirations is Nina Simone. So it'd be kind of nice to take our music to Paris. I think that'd be a good sister city for us. <laughs> uh, mm, yeah. Great choice. Um, this may not be, may or may not be a good choice, but the first city that came to mind was Istanbul. Mm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a huge dance music scene out in in, in Istanbul, and and for me, like like the only city I've played outside of the U.S. was I played at a show at Bar- in Barcelona. That was pretty cool, and but that'd be my second choice. Barcelona, <laughs> oh, Barcelona is off the hook. Second I, choice. Do not okay. do not send me to Barcelona with money. Yeah, just do not do that. Barcelona with money is a bad thing. But then um. I want to play in Tel Aviv. Um, I was just thinking about that, actually. Like I have, there's cool. a, a whole other set of fucking problems that we talk about, maybe on our other shows about that. But man, that I've just seen video of like the clubs and stuff in Tel Aviv. That everybody seems to be having a great time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. You're kind of living on the edge of existence. I don't know about Tel Aviv. I I don't know that much about it, but like. I just because there is so much like violence around you, there's, right? There's, there's strife. There's there's yeah. certainly political upheaval there. But I'm just saying the nightlife there seems mm-hmm. like it's amazing. Yeah. So I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for kind of rolling with the punches as as things happen this evening. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. No, happy to be here. And uh, yeah, we're not done, much. everybody. We're not done, everybody. We're gonna get a uh, we're gonna get a performance from this band. This is the first time we've had uh, drums other than a bongo. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna see how this goes. I just pointed a mic kind of generally down at the drums. So we'll see how this goes. This is this, this should be a lot of fun. I'm real glad that both of I'm real glad that both of you came here. Um, and I'm I'm like kind of disappointed in my co-hosts for not being here because y'all are super nice <laughs> y'all y'all seem like nice people and i feel like my co-hosts would have liked to have met you too although if if ashley went to sleep after getting up at six in the morning for work i ain't that mad about that i ain't that mad about that so we're gonna play uh our last song by steel and hammers this is last night and you might hear another song by another act we're 
while we're getting making sure everything's set up here but we've got a live performance by steel and hammers coming in just a moment thanks everybody for hanging out find steel and hammers at steel and hammers.com
Good evening, welcome to Purgatory Before y'all consent to hell, let me tell y'all this little story This big-headed kid of y'all sit with an amount to nothing's got the whole crowd vibing to the shit that he bumping And I do this shit myself by saying it on one track is enough I've been scheming this come up since I was living in the cuts I'll leave you all dead I should be called ultra supersonic, ten times plus atomic Make you vomit, strong enough to kick a comet warhead Oh shit, I forgot my lines, oh yeah I'm breaking necks like a bad bitch passing by And fuck community colleges too easy, I don't have to try I made beats all day and I passed with the 3.5 And everyone was mad, study harder, what you mad for? If I would've taken music, I would've beat y'all with the banjo So fuck it up, here I go, thinking that I'm cool again Y'all about to get trampled, it's the running of the bulls again I've been, I've been, I've been on my grind like yo, it don't stop, no, no, it don't stop. I've been, I've been, I've been on my time, but yo, when it's my time, I bet I won't fly. I've been, I've been, I've been on my grind like yo, it don't stop, no, no, it don't stop. I've been, I've been, I've been on my time, but yo, when it's my time, and I bet I won't fly. I'm cursed with knowledge, cursed with debt, cursed with college, cursed with honor, cursed with only having a couple dollars, cursed with sadness, cursed with madness. Cursed with no filter, so the things I say are quite savage. I'm damaged, yeah. Blessed with a small circle, I die for you. Fan of those who with me, this the shit I'm vibing to. Yeah, blessed that I'm lightweight, getting recognized. I remember the idea of a live show had me terrified. Get the fuck out of my face. Hit you with the paw paw like Bartholomew Kuma. And I don't trust y'all, I'm not a dumb fuck like Octazuma. Cortez would have landed on me, I would have released the Cougars. Yeah, I gave my two cents in each album. This my sixth sense, pierce through the noise, I see dead people's sixth sense, and I ain't shit y'all, but I demand the respect, artisan, technician, y'all ain't even one threat, what's up, I've been, I've been, I've been on my grind like yo, it don't stop, no, no, it don't stop, I've been, I've been, I've been on my time, but yo, when it's my time, I bet I won't fly, I've been, I've been, I've been on my grind like yo, it don't stop, no, no, it don't stop, I've been, I've been, I've been on my time, but yo, when it's my time and I bet I won't flop I've been, I've been, I've been on my grind like yo it don't stop No, no it don't stop I've been, I've been, I've been on my time But yo when it's my time I bet I won't flop I've been, I've been, I've been on my grind like yo it don't stop No, no it don't stop I've been, I've been, I've been on my time But yo when it's my time and I bet I won't flop Should we just start playing? This is Steel and Hammers live on Local Love.
about edibles, <laughs> the marijuana brand, and how nice they can be. Very slow. We could do kind of, oh yeah, we should do short story. Short story, it's code for something else that was small, generally. <laughs> Thank you. 
different genres around here. That we do. Um, I think we could veer away from our original originals and do a cover in our style. What about Faith, right? Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. George Michael, oh, one of our favorites. On my Nord. could touch your body I know not everybody's got a body like you but I gotta think twice before I give my heart away and I know all the games you play cause I played them too oh but I need some time off from that emotion time to get my heart back on the floor love I need a strong man, baby, but I'm showing you the door Cause I gotta have faith, I gotta have faith Gotta have a faith, a faith, a faith, I gotta have faith Baby, I know you're asking me to stay Say please, please, please don't go away Cause I'm giving you the blues Before you put my heart back on the floor 
Spiritual cover. <laughs> In the spirit. In the spirit, yes. Precisely. Um, ooh, I do want to play Cut and Burn. That's too bad. We do have three cello darlings. I mean... Is it I worth could, trying? We could, yeah, I could just... We could try it. We have, like, rainbow hearts happening in the chat. People are happy. Let's, let's nice. Do let's do it. Okay, let's, we'll do some cello tunes. Yeah. Take us a second, like it does in all of our performances. <laughs> so usually we say we do chamber music in bars, but now we do chamber music on podcasts, I guess. <laughs> in garages. In garages.
that up?
Effect. How do you like that? <laughs> I've got more options here. Use the Satan voice. How does this one work? Okay. Lyra Lynn. We had mentioned Lyra Lynn earlier, and she is the songwriter of that. What's the album? Was that? In resistor. Do, do, do we have one more with the fucking cello? Absolutely. Sure. Um, Thank you. Do you I'm sorry yeah. for insulting your cello. No, it's okay. It's not insulting. <laughs> it's used to it. Oh, there's the cat. This one's not red, though. Oh, no, 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 that's just, oh, that cat will bite you. Be careful. Oh, yeah. Oh, we won't, okay. We won't <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though Elise is the songwriter of this tune, I'd like to say that this is an ode to San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great, great song. <laughs> Brazilian inspired, right? Yes. Jorge Bain is a great songwriter from Brazil, 1960s. Check it out.
about the disco ball everybody I should have turned it on in the beginning oh uh, can we get one more song from y'all yeah just just one more and then you can come on the mics and talk or you can you can leave and be like it's it's a terrible thing that i showed up at this place anyway one more song thank you thank you guys so much Babylon Berlin on Netflix and I grabbed this song from them. It's set in like Weimar Germany. So it's real cabaret inspired. I had to learn it on the piano and sing it. Unfortunately, I don't sing it in the original German. <laughs> but I had to translate it myself. <laughs> Find the right note. I thrive with disco lights. But not just yet. 
miracles are ours to Just to 
That was Steel and Hammers live on the show. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything to say to the the people who were the the people in the chat are like these people are very talented. I would love to go see the chat. <laughs> and thank you so much for your thank support. You. Please check us out on our website and come to a show. We uh, we support local music in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. You'll keep in touch. I will follow you if you have a band as well. <laughs> I love supporting other musicians too. All right. There's a lot of music going on out in the world uh, from all types of people, so go out there and support them as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is uh, Hyperdrive Kittens. This is Wildcat Kitten, and uh, I'm, I'm going to make both of these people come and speak to us some more, <laughs> actually.
Thank you so much for rolling with the punches here tonight. <laughs> the, the, you, you were like, you know what? We're going to hook up the cello. We're just going to point the mic at the cello. And it actually sounded quite that. good. Yeah. It takes a lot less time and no risk of blowing anybody's eardrums out. <laughs> no, well, it helps that it was a good mic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't know what mic was that. A, oh, that's like that $25 knockoff SM58. Oh, nice. those, okay. those, those are good. Yeah, that's that knockoff SM SM fifty eight. You that Behringer XM eighty five hundred. If you're ever in a bind and you need to buy mics, they're twenty five bucks and they sound just like a fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Behringer. So we're in the uh the post game here. So this is like people who have paid for this or or just the live viewers or whatever. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Yeah. Things nothing went right tonight except for that you both are great <laughs> and I appreciate it. Uh, Drake's got a question. We'll be in some California soon. Uh, nope, but we can try and work on something. We have played there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long Beach. Long Beach. Where I'm from. LBC. LBC. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be nice to plan something there. Maybe at least some type of Southern California tour where we play LA and Palm Springs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Like I, uh, I'm a gay man. I heard like a bunch of tired old queens hang out in Palm Springs. But that's why Palm Springs is so cool now because, because you got they like fifty-five-year-old men dancing, mid-century modern homes in beautiful <laughs> condition, and yeah, now and like, everybody wants to like, be there. Like the gays have to buy those homes. Oh no, I mean, like, well, not right now, but I think real estate prices were really crazy during the pandemic because everybody was trying to get out of LA, right? So it was everybody tried to get back to Palm Springs. My God, I don't like Palm Springs, actually. You know what I used <laughs> to think about Palm Springs? It was by the ocean when I was a kid, and it turns out... No, wrong no. way. Nope. No, <laughs> no, it's just in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I love this comment from Drake. She's going to play Yanni, everyone, run. Would you cover a Yanni song if like the people really wanted it? I would, yes. Huh. I have often feared that that song sounds way too much like New Age. Song? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy is when I was like 14 and I was looking for electronic music, I had to look for it in the New Age section. At like, oh. Do you remember the record factory? No, no. Yeah, that you had to look for like electronic music in like the New Age section. <laughs> you had to really? look for it in like the dance section. You could, huh. If you were looking for like electronic music, like New in- New Age. In like the early nineties, you 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 that get in like, where you fit in. Maybe that's that they thought it just meant contemporary. I could see some crossover with am- ambient music going into new age sort of genre. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, yeah. there's 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 some similarities there. Mm-hmm. Although a person who's really into ambient music would say, oh, no, it's not. but I feel like there's sonic similarities. I would, I would be at a rave, like I was a DJ and I was at a rave and like, what is the ambient DJ actually doing? Is <laughs> this <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> oh. I'd be like, well, what happens like when the record ends? Do you just start a new one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't even know what to talk to you guys about. We're, we're in the, in the post game. What do you guys 
if you if you had to be in a different music scene besides San Francisco, where would you go? If you could like uproot your whole life and give yourself basically the same life that you have right now, but in a different music scene, where would you want to go? Well, I need to go to Buenos Aires very soon <laughs> and uh, get my my tango on. Buenos um, Aires seems like a good place. Yeah, and I might be going too. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Yeah. That's another plan. Yep. Yeah. So As, yeah, we have some friends down there. Yeah, friends we and would teachers. Mainly play tango, I would imagine, but we should probably. The thing about Argentina is, like, tango is not that popular with the young people. <laughs> They'd rather listen to jazz or a rock, right? So yeah, we just gotta find should, a drum set. We could maybe book a gig, a steel and hammers gig in Buenos Aires. Who knows? Yeah, well, we would be going with the primary goal of having a good time seeing a friend who's studying tango there and of course taking some lessons with some teachers we work with yeah oh. can either of you tango dance mm. me more than, i'm not gonna ask more you to than do it on camera <laughs> but i could i could pick it up because i i took ballroom dancing in, well, in college okay you have a much harder job unless you're going to be a follower right no <laughs> I, I said i could pick it up if i had enough practice yeah, so. yeah. but I, I i don't i can't do it no. People in the chat was like, wait, the music we just watched with the two people on the show? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, in fact. Yes. Yep, that's us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, like this, this, like the local love thing is usually, it's, it's fantastic. Like the people we've brought on here, we, we were continually impressed. I don't even think I mixed you guys very well. But I think you guys sounded pretty good. Okay. Okay. Looking forward to. <laughs> we will yeah. trust you. You're yeah, like, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to, to listening to this and yeah. judging you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, what was the question? Uproot. <laughs> what was the? Oh, oh careful. Oh, Buenos Aires. That yeah, is you, a, didn't, you didn't quite like, finish like, that, that question. Is, at least. That is like where a, would you the go? The murdering kitty is now claimed to my keyboard case. That is a very big cat. <laughs> yeah. The cat's like. Oh, he's <laughs> like. I am so into this case. Oh, are we ever gonna get him out of there? Yeah. <laughs> that that cat is like twenty five pounds. Or, oh no! Oh uh -oh. no! No! Don't go into the. I'll get him out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the cat just like jumped into. He just found his Dracula's coffin. Yeah. Like, this is where Listen, I shall no, be. No, he was like up. Can't pee oh, in he's here. Coming back. Go. Oh, from the jacket. Now he wants the jacket too. Oh my God! Be careful with that cat. Hey, that cat is mean. Actually, I love that kitty. Pet that kitty. Pet that kitty. Pet that kitty. I ain't petting that kitty. Yes, he pet that kitty. Pet that kitty. Oh, he's a sweet kitty because you're not me. He hates me. Yeah, and who who do you think you have next coming up on the show? Um, I think next week we have. Oh, it's Carol Blaze. Do you know about Carol Blaze? Mm -mm. No, we play a song by Carol Blaze. Huh. It would uh, it would allow me to pee and pour another drink. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like well, we might have to start getting out of here. Yeah, yeah. if you if you want to start yeah. like uh, yeah, but let's packing up your gear. But yeah. we should definitely check out a Carol Blaze song. Yeah. 
Carol Blaze is a solo artist. She's got like a like a backing track that she like produced, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. on uh, either FL Studio or uh-huh. like Cubase or whatever. Yeah, and um, she had very detailed instructions when she emailed me, so I love uh- her already. <laughs> this is Carol Blaze. This song is called Trouble, and uh, I don't know when we come back. We're we'll maybe do the wide shot and uh, watch the band kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. Clear their stuff Back out of the, out of the studio, sure. but then um. Yep. Also, quick answer the, to Drake: Do you guys have formal musical training? Yes, we both do. Oh yeah, if you would have been here earlier, Drake. More excuse than me, I Drake. Needed. There was a whole interview yeah. where we talked about this, Drake. Yeah. But you're just showing up late at night. You're like, uh, are they talking about the flat Earth? Oh uh, no, they have a music. Oh shit, the music's really good, Drake. You should have shown up earlier. Anyway, this is Trouble by Carol Blaze. Uh, we'll be back in an amount of time.